no one higher up in the games industry is going, why is Al Pacino presenting award <sighs> for video games? Like, how many video games? Do you think he's... Do you reckon he's played Elden Ring? I don't think he's held a controller in his life, Al Pacino. It's like, yeah, it's great that he's delivering the award for best actor, at least. But where's Andy Serkis? Do you know what I mean? Like, Andy Serkis should be delivering that award. So many industries have award ceremonies, and no one else cares apart from the people in the industry. Exactly. And that's okay. That's that's what it should be. Like, we're we're trying to be recognized by our peers. We're not trying to get recognized by... The general public I'm trying to use it as a platform to make money, right? And and that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. Just as like the camera panned out, like you could see like security rushing him, and I was like, "All right, that was weird." And then Rachel was like, "He said something about Bill Clinton," and I was like, "No, he didn't." <laughs> like, no, he didn't. Yeah, calm down, Rachel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, right. I, I know it's been a long show, but he, no, he didn't. I lost count of the amount of flutes that he had. He was like one flute, right? Two flutes. It, it was three flutes. It was incredible. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Polygon Forest. I am Ubisoft concept artist Vin Hill, and I am joined, as ever, by the indie developer, Mr. Christopher Jarvis. Hello. Hello, and he's laughing because he's, he's got his uh, significant other in the background watching someone, probably grinning at him and trying to like make him feel like a fool, which is all fair. Um, I've been there yes. a few times, so it's, it's, it's hard, man, like doing a podcast with someone else in the room. <laughs> I'll try. I'll muddle through. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been, it's been uh, a hot minute, like as, as people probably... I've noticed like it, it's been quite sporadic over the last few weeks because me and Chris probably have been like pretty damn busy. Like I'm in the middle of a move. Chris has been busy with a couple of things. Uh, we'll talk about illness being one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about all this sort of stuff one day and it'll be a good story to tell. It's just for now it's, it's, we're still in the thick of it. So yeah, we'll, Oh yes. We'll absolutely um, talk about it one day though. We'll see. They'll make one hell of a podcast. Episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, uh, tease if you do want to hear about that then please like and subscribe uh and you will hear about that future story it is interesting i promise you um it it might be a while before we actually tell it but we will tell it one day we promise Mm. uh so yeah chris how's it going man it's been it's been a hot minute yeah it's going well um working on focus find in my spare time that i do have um some side projects here and there yeah i can't talk about Hmm. very busy very full life can't complain um yeah what about you yeah bi- yeah very busy like i said i'm in the middle of a move um i did i have started um opening up long gone again though so working on my own indie game again which is nice um i'm gonna get a lot done over the christmas break i think because now that work's ramping down a bit i can i can start focusing on that and, and keep that to like to a steady pace again which i'm actually really looking forward to i I'm, I'm really excited to get back into that game because like i keep getting attention from it on the internet and i'm just like oh, i really need to get back to that thing because people keep asking me about it uh so yeah it, it, like I'm, I'm 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 looking forward to jumping back into it that's for sure but other than that man yeah it's just been a lot of work just tired sleepy but that should be on the on the mend at this point which is good i I actually played God of War Ragnarok. I actually managed because I had sickness. You've played God of War. I have. I've been playing it, but I won't. What? I won't be able to play it for a while now because I've just packed my PS5 and I'm not going to be able to touch it for a couple of months. Um, but I did get a sizable chunk into it. I put a good twenty hours into that game. Ah, uh, I, I guess we should talk feel, about that first. It, then, like, we talk about yeah, we can talk about that now. Yeah, yeah. How did that feel playing a video game? Like, how long has it been? For it's you been a while. Like since game? the last game that I played, 
um, was Elden Ring. Was right? Elden it would Ring. be the last triple A. That was the last one, um, and that was like when it first came out. Like I platinum that game, and work just just ramped up, and I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to play a game for a while. And it's like I've really not really touched much triple A games. That's for sure. Like there's so many games on my list, like uh, Requiem. I really want to play uh, Plague's Tale. I really want to play uh, Dying Light 2. I still haven't gotten around to that. Uh, but God of War was a hard one to ignore. So it was like it was the first yeah. one I picked up. And I pre-ordered it like six months ago because I sort of trust Sony Santa Monica at this point. Um, yeah. And like it just popped up on my feed and I was like, oh, I forgot about that game. I did I did pre-order it. And like I better I better put some hours into this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, what about you? Like how, how are you finding it? Yeah, it... it, it had huge expectations and it somehow did manage to surpass them which i was really surprised about yep really really enjoyed it very minor criticisms got emotional in some place like two or three places welled up a bit so it it got me have you finished have you actually finished again i finished the main campaign oh okay like you're way further than me then like i'm only like halfway through it i think so yeah like that's what i was doing i had to take well i didn't have to (laughs) i just happened to have like literally four days off sick and so that's all i felt like doing um so it was just my sickness uh time yeah uh and it's a long slog it's a long long game it feels long or maybe just because i was sick and it's a regular game and it just felt really long from what yeah i kind of get that impression too i mean i i was having a look through the chapter list because sometimes like when you're you get like a few hours into a game like i wonder how long this thing actually is because there's quite a lot there's either a lot moving or there isn't enough moving and you're like i don't know how long this is and then you check like the chapter list and it's like okay this one is way longer than the first game um kind of it's 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 it, it, it is different like in terms of like the vibe and stuff because like you're not it's not just like kratos and atreus anymore it's it's like the the best of like everyone's just going off by themselves. It kind of feels like the the third Lord of the Rings movie. It's just like everyone's splintered off at different points, and everyone's yeah. doing different things, and you're constantly getting joined by like second people um, that isn't Atreus quite a lot. But yeah, like the only like it it is a great game. The only criticism I've really got of it is the uh, sometimes like there are sections that can drag a little bit. That it's just like not as like interesting to me uh, but that is a very personal thing like the first time that you play as atreus by himself spoiler alert i guess it's not really a spoiler because i think it's been well advertised at this point there are sections with atreus where it's like it it, it drags a little bit and it's like all right let's wrap this up like let's get back to i want to go back yeah. to the god of war bit um, my expectation was like oh this will be like an hour's game yeah segment and it's like oh no it's more like two or three hours long it drives like, a little huh long. and then with cutscenes by himself and other people and it's like oh okay i thought it was just gonna be a quick quick adventure but no it's a big big old chunk of game yeah so no it, yeah. it's it, yeah very much in line with the first game that's that that might be a criticism for some people it's not so much for me um i kind of like it when it feels like more of a continuation sometimes and this is definitely one of those like it will not mm. It doesn't reinvent the God of War wheel, that's for sure. It's it's very much in line with what it's doing. It does introduce new mechanics and things like that that sort of like spice it up. And the story is yep. mainly what you're there for. But yeah, it did the like in terms of mechanics. I think it was just it was as perfect as the first game in that it iterated, added, um, but didn't take away from the core. And so that's yeah. hitting exactly the right sweet spot for me. Exactly. Um, so yeah mechanically it's near perfect i couldn't fault it for, for game mechanics yeah. uh, and the pacing in which they're implemented as well like just enough challengement 
challengement. Challengement. Yes. Just there enough you go. challengement <laughs> spread out, and then it's like, oh, wait, I've forgotten this mechanic. I haven't used it in a few hours, and it's like, oh yeah, now I know. Yeah. And keeps keeps it spicy. That that so. is my concern for like the next game. You know, like are they just going to keep adding stuff to the point where? Because I have gotten to that point, you know, where I'm fighting with Kratos, and there's so many different button combinations that I yeah. forget how to do half of them. And I just like yeah, I yeah, rely yeah. on There's some like, the I don't same think moves. I ever did. Or I might have done it once, but how did I do that? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Because you because you get you like, get offloaded like all these um, skill points in the start of the game. It's like all right, cool, and you would start unlocking stuff, and it's like okay, it's this combination to do this move, and it's this combination to do that move. Like yeah, sure, I'll figure it out later. You just never do, and I just and never you never do. Half of them. I think that's on. I think that's by design. I think it's like it was good for people that would just want to keep button bashing those same buttons that they want to bash and then for the people that really want more and more and more mm. probably the younger kids to be honest let's face it like 18 year olds sure they can handle more inputs than we can remember us old uh, yeah. times. <laughs> and so they're like oh yeah more and more combinate combos that's awesome. fun that is fun yeah. yeah i mean i might just be too old for this game i guess but yeah no great game i'm i'm really really enjoying it like I'm, I'm looking forward to see where it goes like especially people like yourself and just other people that i've seen online have just been really reacting to the story in particular really well mm. so it's like i'm interested to see where it goes by the end of it um but like i mean i i just assumed that kratos was gonna like kick the bucket in the last game so if he makes it through this one i'll be impressed uh, it's, it, yeah, it's stuff like that. Well, well yeah. yeah. No spoilers for me. No spoilers. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. I mean, if you played the first game, then you sort of know which sort of tension point they're sort of heading towards. So we'll see. Mm. But overall, like, I guess like this would be a good time to ask them because you played a sizable amount of video games this year. Um, is this your game of the year? Before we actually go into the game of the year, because that's that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about. I think it is. I think it is my game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. What's yours? Uh, Elden Ring, I think. Okay. Well, That's based both... on me playing half of God of War. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, it might change by the end of it, but Elden Ring just caught me. I, I don't know what it was. Um, I got the Platinum in that game, which I never Platinum Souls games, that's for sure. I, I put like a good 200 hours into that game. It was ridiculous. Great game. Um, yeah. Undeniable. But lack story, whereas God of War is probably a little bit lacking in um, like new mechanics sort of thing, but the story is elevating it. So it's the very, very different games for what I'm Def- sort of yeah. after in a good way. Definitely. That's, it's actually a really yeah. good thing. But yeah, I think Elden Ring edged it. Um, but I, saying that, if it, while I was watching the Game Awards, this was like the first year that I've like been paying attention to the Game Awards and I've been like, I really don't care if God of War wins or if Elden Ring wins. Like I, I think I'm, not, I'm not like... Yeah dogging for one you know? you're not a fanboy for one no. yeah no, it's just like if, if one of these guys wins i get it like both sides yeah. of it. and i knew it would be one of them i knew it would be between those two um yeah they were the highest rated like out of everyone they were the highest praise like i would certainly our popularity and stuff the only reason why i thought elden ring would edge it is just purely because cross-platform cross-platform more people can play it and that's why that's why when they do the 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 player's voice award during the game awards it it always Ed, like what always edges out is mobile games because there's like hundreds of millions of people that play those games versus like the 10 million that play the normal AAA game. That's why Genshin Impact won that award. It's be- and people were like, oh my God, nobody, like why would anyone vote for this? It's like, there's a lot more of those players out there, guys, than like anything that you're playing. So that's why. It's like if, yeah. if Minecraft was nominated, do you really think that it wouldn't win every single year? Like it would. 
<laughs> think Roblox wouldn't win every year? Do you think Fortnite wouldn't win? Yeah, it's 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 ludicrous. Yeah. I don't know why people would think any different, but there it is. Yeah, because I guess it comes down to what makes a game of the year. Is it player count? Is it critics' choice? Is it combination of the two? Yeah. That's I yeah, mean that's so. that's one of my issues with the game awards like overall is because it's a popularity contest now it's not it's not like people in an academy like studying the game and be like okay why is this game of the year like it's, like in the BAFTAs right exactly like why not or like the the academy awards <clears throat> same thing they should have an academy of games developers like veteran games developers and if they're in industry still then they're not allowed to vote on their own stuff that they're affiliated with easy done fixed like the fact that journalists are the ones that are voting for this stuff crawls me like yeah, it really drives me insane such a conflict of interest yeah massive like especially because they've got to cut deals with these people that are making these games so yeah of course they're mm. gonna throw them up on it's it's basically if anyone's like following like the corruption stuff around fifa it's basically the game awards like same thing it's the exact same thing and it's just and nobody's like nobody says anything about it because the only people that are actually like reporting on this stuff are the journalists so they're not going to mention it yeah no no one higher up in the games industry is going why is al pacino presenting award (sighs) video games like how many video games do you think he's reckon he's played elden ring i don't think he's held a controller in his life and that dude couldn't even talk on stage i know he's al pacino i know he's like cool guy whatever he's a legend he's an absolute master of his craft but his craft has got nothing not nothing but his craft is far removed from this industry that game awards celebrates yeah it's just like stop it <laughs> i mean the the only like moment where i was like finally keely's like listening a little bit was when they brought on the couple they brought on a couple to um give i think it was the accessibility reward uh, award which was i can't remember that i can't even remember that name so it's just terrible like it's kind of like defeats the a point right? no it's <laughs> it was a couple of um it was the people that made the original King's Quest, like back in the like the early nineties, like late eighties, and they're kind of old now and stuff, which is absolutely fine. But they're legends. Like everyone knows King's Quest in the games industry, like in terms of like developers and stuff. Like everyone sat in the crowd is just like, yes, we love these people, because um, they and they're just like they're sort of out of the industry. But like seeing them on stage present an award, it's like they're the people I want to see. Like I want to see more of those. I want to see the people that made games of old that really inspired everyone that is sat in that crowd waiting for an award. Like th- those are the people that should be giving these things out. I don't want to see Daniel Craig on a big screen promoting his fucking movie. Like, I, I just don't care. Like, I don't, I don't see why that is like Al Pacino. It's like, yeah, it's great that he's delivering the award for best actor at least, but where's Andy Circus? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like Andy Circus should be delivering that award. Those are the people that should be doing it. Every <laughs> it's those types of people. Yeah, like because he 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 helped forward the video games industry. Yeah, he's done more for the video games industry than Al Pacino has. Yeah, it's I know. It's like we had this conversation last year as well. It's just about finding some form of class to the games awards. So they just don't have. They're slipping more and more into the Spike TV version of the game awards, which is just celebrities and like buy some Mountain Dew and oh my god, this movie's coming out. It's like oh yeah, I forgot about the awards um same issues really but it is what it is it's game awards it's what they do so saying here the king's quest is developed by the odd gentleman uh sierra entertainment yeah so it was the it was the couple that set up sierra entertainment basically i think they worked okay. on king's quest i'm pretty sure they worked on king's quest 
I'm going to look it up as well. Because... Ken and Roberta Williams. Yeah, the guys. Yeah, guys. Um, no, it's, Pioneering that's the, football. the graphic adventure game genre. Right, okay. That's them. Huge mast, like huge yeah. people. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's those sorts of people that we should be having every single year for every single award. Like the, on, the only way that they're ever going to fix this and give some level of respect to the developers that they apparently care about is split up the awards from the, the trailer section. Because I like trailers more as much as the next person. Like, Give me more trailers. That's great. Like, have a Winter Games Fest. But also, like, yeah. just before that, have, like, a two-hour period where people are in ties, suit and booted, all that sort of stuff. They do the proper awards bit. If nobody watches it, fine. Whatever. They still get their moment, and they yeah. still get their level of respect. And they don't need to. So many industries, so many industries have award ceremonies, and no one else cares apart from the people in the industry. Exactly. And that's okay. That's that's what it should be. Like, we're, we're yeah. trying to be recognized by our peers. We're not trying to get recognized by... The general public not trying to use it as a platform to make money right and and that's, that's the difference the, that's the difference that's the problem with yeah. keely like he's trying to do both and i just don't think it's going to work long term because like what's going to gem- generally happen the more people that you bring in the more gamers that you're going to bring in they're just going to be like well where are the trailers like screw this stuff and then you're just going to be Good. annoying we don't want you you're not here for that right that's yeah. my point though like you're going to annoy the gamers because they don't want to see the awards bit and then you're going to uh, like annoy the developers because you're not paying them respect anymore so all you're really going to be doing is just annoying everyone making everyone unhappy unhappy yeah and it's just no one, yeah it's diminishing returns over time and it's kind of like you just need to pick a lane keely like or pick two lanes and split do the lanes two. up yeah don't do this like jump in jump out sort of thing like i understand like the main award like the game of the year award like being at the end of the trailers like that's fine because like you actually do give that its moment unless bill clinton jumps in but <laughs> that's a different story uh that's that's fine but like all of the other stuff like all the other awards they should have that moment because like having five awards announced in a row without you even announcing the people that are nominated and then just announcing the winners and without them coming up on stage it's just it's gross mm. it's really really gross yeah. uh, being we, a dead horse yeah. here but yeah well this was a very long introduction what we're trying to say is gonna- welcome to polygon forest <laughs> podcast we're going to watch some game trailers and then we're going to talk a bit about the the uh, the game awards which vin has seen i've not seen apart from the news and the twitter and the the clips and things so i know kind of what happened the main headlines mm. so we're talking flute guy we're talking bill clinton um <laughs> let's get that stuff out of the way first because then yeah. we can talk about some okay. trailers right okay like we've spoken like i've already spoken about like a lot of this stuff but yeah flute guy yeah oh my god this guy the flute guy flute guy is great i love flute guy <laughs> pedro estache i think i'll probably butcher his name. apologies okay and he is a he's a flautist, reed player, woodwind player, and composer, and instrument instrument maker. And he's played with everyone. He's done film scores. He's done so much work. He's worked with London Sym- Symphony Orchestra. Um, he's worked all across the globe. Um, he's worked with some big people. I know he worked with. Van- um, wait, was it Vangelis? Um, who do you work with? Um, Oh, Blade Runner guy. All I know is that that guy was just happy to be there, right? Oh, God, he was so happy, uh, so passionate. The Because uh, just before they announced the Game of the Year award, um, they have traditionally what Keeley has been setting up, which is great. Like, they have, like, a medley of, like, all of the scores from all of the games mm. sort of playing through, and they switch between yeah. the different scores, and they sort of merge into each other. And it's, and it's a great piece of orchestra that they do every year, and they should continue yeah. to do that. It's great. 
uh, it was seeing that guy like I clocked that guy immediately because he's everyone did and he's directly like in front of the composer like bang in the middle so you, you cannot yeah. miss him because you got all these panning shots and he's constantly in the center um, yeah but I lost count of the amount of flutes that he had he was like one flute right two flutes it, it was, three flutes it was incredible and like within because it wasn't like I played it back all anything and I was counting through I was counting through them as I went I was like he did not have that instrument a second ago that's two instruments he's playing and then it, like just as I was thinking that he's putting down another flute and picking up another thing and it's like this complicated thing he's like duh, 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 and going nuts and then he picks up like a, a, a pen whistle and stuff and it's just yeah the guy was just yeah. super happy he's to won be awards he's won, he won awards for Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ on Woodwind he's um, worked with Hans Zimmer on Pirates of the Caribbean um and he's done Middle Eastern flutes and worked in Steven Spielberg's Munich and John Williams. So he's worked with everyone. Incredible. I worked on Dune. Oh, yeah, that was it. That's what I saw. I saw him on a documentary for Dune and he talked about how he worked with Hans Zimmer a, mm. a bunch and what they did to make the woodwind instruments for, for, for Dune. And basically they just went ham on these woodwind instruments and just made these impossible things that only he could play. Nice. And, um, yeah was just crazy bananas um, yeah the guy was so, just he was just super happy to be there so he deserves all the credit he's getting for being so enthusiastic because he's done so much for for film and i'm guessing video games as well but obviously this wikipedia page will only really go into films but i'm guessing he's watched a load of game scores i can imagine so. he's sat there composers and- are quite um they're becoming quite nebulous about what they work on these days anyway like hans zimmer's done a bunch of video games um it's just a lot of people don't like he worked on a call of duty game he worked on mm. Modern Warfare 2 back in the day, like 15 years ago or whatever. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's, it's they're becoming a bit more nebulous. I think actors are becoming a bit more nebulous about what they work on too because motion capture is motion capture. And they're, they're kind of getting used to that process in the movie industry. And now that video games pretty much use the exact same industry, uh, the exact same technology. Like there's, there's really no difference between doing them. Um, so, which is good. Like it's good that we're sort of, but don't, don't, don't bring on actors that haven't worked on video games whatsoever, please. Like, just, just, just stop it, Keely. Just stop. I know. I, I know it's Al Pacino. I know. I, I, I look. I get it. I, yeah, but, it's great that you could get someone like Al Pacino, but that's for the fans. It's not for the devs. Yeah. It's not, um. Yeah. So I sent uh Vin an image. We, we'll talk about Bill Clinton next. So. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the game awards, when spoiler alert, Elden win, Elden win, Elden Ring won best game. Yeah. Um, but this 15-year-old kid, um, Matan, he came up and walked up along the main walkway as the Elden Ring people were coming in from the side, got up on stage with the Elden Ring developers and looked around as if he was an alien coming out of space and seeing what humans were all about. And then he went on this rant, and I'm sure you've all seen it, and he um, wanted to dedicate the award to the Reformed Orthodox uh, Rabbi Bill Clinton. And then he got quickly escorted off by security soon after that. What did you make of that when you first saw that? Because my experience is different because I saw it, I saw it first you on Twitter. So mine was like, right. Bill, I just saw Bill Clinton's training on Twitter. Did you see the Bill Clinton guy? And I was like, something happened with Bill Clinton. Obviously, Bill Clinton got some sort of reference at the Game Awards. And then I saw pictures of this 15-year-old kid. Um, and then I was like, okay, is, it, what, is there an invader or something? And then he said, hey, my name is Bill Clinton. That's what I thought. And then I saw the, the, the video clip. And then I was like, huh, okay. And then I understood everyone's reactions. Like, what the hell was that all about? Like, what, what happened? Um, so what was your initial 
reaction then because like my experience is different to us yeah because i was i was watching it live right so like we we sort of saw it unfold like me and my wife were both watching it and like i saw him going up like i didn't see him come out of his seat like you can go and see he's like he's actually sat like five rows back or something um but he he walks up with them and he stood behind them and like usually the entourages for like japanese developers they normally have like a translator with them maybe the producer or something but then there was just this there was just this kid in the back and we was like who the hell is that and like i remember looking at rachel like rachel at one point and just being like why is there a white kid on stage like who, who the hell is that yeah sort of thing and then didn't think anything of it it was like oh it's probably like uh like the guy that was uh, like actually presenting the award like previous year because it, it kind of resembles that guy a little bit i guess that you could say like the guy that was actually presenting the award maybe it was his son or something didn't think anything of it but then he started like weirdly going back and forth behind them and it was like hmm like that's strange like well that's odd behavior yeah and then, like, obviously, Miyazaki gives a speech, like, thanks, everyone. So, like, oh, this is wonderful. That's all good stuff. And he's like, hey, thank you very much. And then, like, the music kicks in. It's like, dun, 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 dun. And then it cuts, and this kid starts, like, talking. He just, and I was looking down. I looked up, and it's just this kid at the mic just rambling on. And I didn't hear it, like, at first, because it was just, because his accent was so, like, thick. It's very I, thick, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't quite understand it. And then he walked off, so, and I was like, who the hell is that? And then just as, like, the camera panned out, like, you could see, like, security rushing him. And I was like, all right, that was weird. And then Rachel was like, he said something about Bill Clinton. And I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he didn't. Yeah, calm down, Rachel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, right. I, I know it's been a long show, but he, no, he didn't. Why would he mention Bill Clinton? Why would you... Like it clearly wasn't meant to be there. Why would you like? Okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the game awards. I'm gonna plan it. I'm gonna figure out a way to get into the game awards. Get invited to the game awards. Plan, then sneak in. Figure out. Do your research. Who do you think is gonna win game of the year? Figure out that it's probably gonna be Miyazaki. Okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. Like I'm gonna get as close as I can to Miyazaki because I I'm gonna hedge my bets and and hope that he is gonna be the one that wins. I'm gonna sneak up on stage and then I'm gonna take this moment and then I'm gonna give a shout out to my orthodox rabbi, rabbi. Bill Clinton. <laughs> and then that's the plan. Some some people right. I sent you that message. So Jason Schreier has said some thought his speech was an anti-Semitic dog whistle. So. By Jason being a journalist, he's let people know that that view exists. So this tweet from Jason Schreier, just spoke to the guy who interrupted the Game Awards. He says his name is Matan and he's a 15-year-old. Some thought his speech was an anti-Semitic dog whistle, but he's almost certainly a Jewish prankster. He understood a question I asked in Hebrew, then pretended he didn't. So what Schreier, what Jason is doing there is is actually adding fuel to this fire yeah, that that's, that's shouldn't bad have existed. Yeah. It's bad journalism. Like I didn't hear about the anti-Semitic dog whistle, but don't add fuel to that fire. Like, it's, don't no, it's not even that. Like the, the problem, brains. which the problem which I have about this, and like I'm looking at the tweet now. It says, "Just spoke to the guy that interrupted the game awards. His name is Matan, and he's 15 years old. Some thought he was his speech was an anti-Semitic dog whistle, but he is almost certainly a Jewish prankster. So that's an opinion from trial. Almost certainly. Almost yeah. certainly. He understood a question I asked him in Hebrew, then pretended I didn't. So he didn't confirm it." He's yeah. just he's going on assumptions and he's putting out his opinion. This yeah, this this why yeah. this why I don't like Trier and he's blocked me on Twitter so I don't care anyway. But that is bad. Like he shouldn't be doing that. Like getting an interview with sources. the kid. Right. You could say it is alleged. It is alleged that this uh, prankster is a 
is a 15 year old i mean Jewish why pastor. why why is this guy considered the best journalist in our industry i just uh, maybe he is maybe that's like the sad truth of it because if he is the best then we've really got none i think that could be true um it, um, it, without a doubt I, I don't disagree that Schreier probably is the best journalist but if he is then that that says something really loud about our industry like that's I how think, little I, mean, what, I, I think what that shows is that there's room for there's room for improvement and uh, room for different types of journalism because I think he's just a journalism of a certain type that he's has a, a certain he got, he got famous because he leaked a, a bunch of stuff and that's yeah. it yeah yeah it served him well served him well oh without so financially like he's he's had a great career he now works at um i can't remember where he works now like washington post or somewhere like that like it's it's a major outlet it? new york times new york times no no it's not press reset blood sweat and pixels that's his book i've read that it's terrible ah. it's not terrible it's just very biased towards like the the view that he's got about everyone should unionize even though he's but not unionizing in yeah, yeah. It drives me insane and he's just written a second book about it as well because that's a stick um it's just so fine he's got his he's got his agenda he shouldn't he should, he's not being a journalist yeah i mean i, I don't i don't want to just talk about shry the whole time but no, no, the point is like but, this 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 isn't confirmed information right I, no. I mean i don't i don't know if the kid's I'm, a right winger i don't know if he's like a prankster or whatever like i've really got no clue all i know is like I, he got I, a i'm assuming he's just a prankster yeah sure i wasn't yeah. i figured i figured that but like if of all the pranks you're gonna do my thought was it's a small industry if he loves the video game industry he might be he might have stopped any future access into the video game industry if he wanted to work in it so he might always be on the outside now because of this because people wouldn't companies wouldn't want to go near him because they wouldn't be able to trust him that's my only thought and then i was like it's video games it's just a bit of fun it's just silly we're not saving lives yeah yeah of course but i mean this some people are really angry like they ruin the moment like yeah i can imagine like the, the, the only the only thing which is like the, the moment himself like him coming up on there doing a prank whatever i don't care like if he wants how, how fuming keely was i, I, I can imagine fuming. he wasn't very happy like he got the kid arrested so like he's out now obviously yeah. if he's talking to shrine but did you see the tweet did you see the tweet that he, that he just put the 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 person i can't remember what the tweet actually said but it was like the person that invaded the yeah, the intruder has like been arrested. The intruder has been arrested. Full stop. And it was like, like, all right, fair enough. But the problem is with that is now that Keeley has got this whole security issue on his hands because if you can sneak up on stage with the game of the year winner and just stand a there risk, like yeah. a ninja, and it's just like, okay, what's stopping some crazy person doing that next year and and hurting someone? That is a legitimate question. That's yeah, what they should yeah. be digging into on this. Like, yeah. Shreya like pointing out his opinions about like oh he's almost certainly a prankster and he like yeah he's he's clearly like these are his opinions it's like this is your opinion like that's not a fact like tell us what like the deal was like why did he go up on stage what was it what was his objective here like was he present present the evidence and leave the reader to draw a conclusion the only thing i want to know is how he achieved it how he did it how he got up there like because that's kind of important because if if you're a game of the year winner next year like are you going to be like all right who's on stage with us sort of thing because that's that's a legitimate thing like the the video games industry is kind of the gamers can be kind of rabid like we've had yeah. SWAT teams come to the studio that I've worked at. Like that's how, that's how yeah. angry they get. Like if you seriously think yeah. they're not going to get angry at like the other side winning an award one year, like you, you, we need to take this a little bit more seriously, guys, because it's, 
it, it could it could get pretty hairy like in terms that's of that's the world we're living in yeah, yeah unfortunately. unfortunately like and we've got to we've got to admit that and that's that's the thing that Shreya should be digging in on not like what the kids views are I don't care what the kids views are I don't like yeah. it's not that's not for us to know like if he wants to like spread that information whatever way that he can that's fair enough but like the freedom of speech and all that sort of good stuff but at a private event like this there are security concerns that like need to be sort of drilled into and addressed mm. and the fact that the kid was able to do this is kind of nuts um i'm sorry i rolled you up about shrier Finn. we're okay. running out of time shall we quickly go through the winners of the game design awards we should okay because i've got i've got you on one of your rants and I- Shryer, man. Like, stop, stop putting Shryer in front of me. Like, that sorry. guy, he, he just riles me. Sorry, up. sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, best game direction, uh, Elden Wrong, Elden, Elden Wrong win. Elden Wrong, Elden Wrong win. I should do a podcast for a living. You should. Um, you, I mean, your talking's perfect, so, like, that would be a good career for you, I think. Elden Ring won best game direction. I hate that award. <laughs> like, God of War Ragnarok was there. No, nobody Rise knows how how people direct how how what research do they do to check like how good of a director yeah. they were. You know what I mean? Miyazaki what, makes great games. What, Is he a good what director? What about playing games? How can you? So you have to play a game and then go. I think that was directed better. What's the metric? Yeah, exactly. So it, that's why it riles me up. But yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, best audio design and Stray got in there. Stray, how was that well direct? Like what? What cat? Again, it's popularity contest, isn't it? It's like, it is. Stray was a good game. Straight House Cats. Let's give it a best game direction category. Uh, best audio design. Uh, God of War Ragnarok won that. God of War Ragnarok on. won a lot, just so you know. Yeah. A hell of a Yeah, I, I heard. I heard it did. Best audio design. Yeah, I, I thought the audio design on that game was fantastic. I'm... Wait, when was um, Horizon out? When was the last Horizon out? February. Not Horizon Forbidden West. Um, oh, 2016. Oh, Okay. Wait, I mean, um, Forza, sorry. Forza Horizon. <laughs> Forza Horizon was last year. Last year, that was last year. Okay. Yeah. I think that won Best Audio Design. I think it did, yeah. I believe uh, so. Best Indie. So we've got Cult of the Lamb, not heard of that. Neon White, not heard of that. Sifu. Sifu? Sifu. Sifu. It's the, uh, Stray one. The martial arts one. Like, I'm doing this because, oh. like, that's the best way I can describe it because it's just motion blow hands and just him ah. kicking ass. But yeah. And Tunic. So no. Death Store was that last year? Death Store? No, that was a couple of years ago. Death Store didn't ah. win much, and that astounds me because God, that was such a good game. Yeah, such a good game. Best role playing game. Again, what does that mean? RPG. Yeah, it's hard. RPG is hard because like RPG elements have leaked into absolutely every single genre these yeah. days. Yeah. Like, how can you? S- Elden how Ring. Find that. Elden Ring Elden is Ring technically one. yeah. Elden Ring won, <clears> and it's <throat> technically an action RPG. If you want to be semantic but, about it. But to me as well as like, did you? Did you feel like you're taking on the role? Like, did that best encapsulate the role of a character? Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you could do be become and do anything. Like, you could be a mage, and the only thing that happens is the mage spells are different to the knight spells. It's not like the game changed based on who you were. Right. So, to me, a role playing game is like best encapsulate a role, like. Mm. If you're gonna be semantic about what is defined as a role-playing game RPG, yeah, so know, because people like which people one's don't got the best leveling up like the best leveling up game. That's that, that that's thing. that's the funny thing, right? It's because like when when you ask a gamer to define an RPG, they don't define it by the story anymore, which is what is in the genre's title. 
which is yeah. role-playing game like you're playing a role yeah. of a character what they define yeah. it as is the leveling up is the stats is the like the the min maxing on the weapons and stuff that you have in that case like elden ring does tick off all those boxes but i guess fundamentally yeah it's tough like it, it becomes more and more nebulous as time goes on because like i said everything technically um god of war is an rpg if you want to be yeah. like semantic it's got level yeah, up you level up all stuff. you you have weapons that you find and discover and stuff like you play as a character like you're playing as kratos like for the majority of the game yeah that's technically an rpg if you think about it yeah it's an it's an action rpg but it's, RPG it's defined cutscene. it's defined as an action adventure game which is really the differences between uh, god of war and elden ring are actually kind of thin for the most part like they're very very similar games like you're fighting yeah. against enemies you're leveling up your uh, leveling up your weapons and all that sort of stuff you find new weapons and you're putting on new clothes and all that sort of stuff like you're pretty much doing the same thing like there's yeah, really no difference boring. yeah uh and then you've got best action adventure plague tales Re- plague tale requiem is on there so that's great to see that i'm glad that it got nominated for a bunch great, of great great yeah. game uh god of war ragnarok won that and yeah fair enough yeah uh strays on there Okay. Yeah. Tunic, which is cool. Like, good to see that. It's uh, a cute little game. Um, I, I, I really need to go and finish that game. I want to play it because it's because it's been nominated and some nods. I need. It's to a, play it's it, on Game so. Pass, I think, as well. So cool. Uh, best ongoing was Final Fantasy fourteen. Fourteen, fourteen. Just Chris trying to read Roman numerals is my favorite thing. I think. There's a ten and uh, something. Uh, yeah, something. I'll do a, I'll do a TikTok of that moment and see how well that does. <laughs> Chris tries to read Roman numerals again. Chris tries to read Roman numerals. That could be a series. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> Best community support: Final Fantasy fourteen. Hey, there you like go. Like Learning hey. a lesson. It was actually fifteen, but it's okay. I'm joking. It was actually oh, fourteen. No. It was actually fourteen. You're okay. X one, X. One, five. Fourteen. Okay, cool. Uh, innovation <laughs> and accessibility. God of War Ragnarok. I heard that they... I haven't seen it because I didn't explore, but... Sony. Oh, yeah. It's across the board. The, um, all of the... Like, the, they had this cool thing where you could blur. I'm sure you've seen it. When it started the game, you've got the blur behind the text. I took that off because that was better for me. Yeah. But I'm glad that it was on there. And that's a new technology that I've not seen before, so that's probably what they've won it for. Yeah, I mean, Sony um, Sony Studios in general, like PlayStation Studios, they're kind of getting uniform a lot of the time, so like they yeah. always get nominated every year. It's like, okay, it's a toy cost who wins this one because yeah, it's like, yeah, we've got blue characters there. and so Yeah, amazing. Don't get me they're wrong. Like, it's great. Lead. But how yeah. do you choose them winners is like, it, it's kind of... It's, it's arbitrary. It's a great place to be in that we're at a time where uh, one studio is running away mm. and we need that and then hopefully everyone's going to catch up later. Yeah. Uh, best score in music, God of War Ragnarok. Interesting. Mm. A Plague's Tale Requiem wins that for me because I've got some of the best score in music that I've heard. I've talked about this on podcast oh, before. I really since, want to play since, that since, again. Yeah. Since, um, since, since Mass Effect series, it's got the best score in music. And Oh, actually, no, Journey. Oh. Since Journey. I go back and forth on, on, on good audio. It depends on music and score and sound design and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah it's tough. But Plague's Tale Requiem. Oh my God. They did some stuff that just sent chills down my spine just by listening to it. Nice. Absolutely amazing. Uh, most anticipated game, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Shocking. I am I am stunned. Like, tickle me shocked. Look at me. So shocked. So shocked. Um, <laughs> Starfield was on there. So that was good to see. And Final Fantasy 
16? Hey, there he is. Look, okay. at, look at that guy. Yeah, he's learning. Check this out. It's like, yeah, the one's in front of the five this time. I, I know this one. <laughs> um, content creator of the year. It's Is it really bad that me as an indie dev that wants to get my stuff out there have no idea who these people are, but Ludwig won. Yeah, Ludwig won. I, I know Ludwig. Um, I, I only watch him sometimes just purely because he does like GeoGuessr stuff, which is completely outside of the games industry. But yeah, I knew that. But I can't remember who else was uh, nominated, which I wouldn't. Carl Jacobs. Nibelin, yeah, Nibelian, Nibelian. Like that was the other guy because he nope. he reports on the stuff. Like he reports on stuff via Twitter, um, a lot of the oh, stuff. Cool. So he's not really a content creator in like the usual sense. He's he's very much just he just reports information out based on cool. um, information that he gets. So good. And QT Cinderella as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Glad to see that we've got that because we need we do need that. They need to be represented because they do a lot for the industry now. Like yeah. more so than previous years, like their roles in video games industry is huge. Yeah, absolutely. They, they they are they determine who plays what, basically. Yeah, it's unfortunately true. <clears throat> it is what it is. So we need to get them on board, and we need to get them integrated in the system and working best practices, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, it's it's that is the next step because right now it's kind of it's the wild west. Um, hopefully, yeah. in time, we sort of like become aligned a little bit better. Yeah, unfortunately, Meta are leading the way with that, where they have the. Um, Met, where they have the meta like incentive or initiative or to come what the name is yeah yeah but basically all the people are all in the same club and they all get access to the same um release of content simultaneously mm. and they all get the same um what's it called when you aren't allowed to do anything embargoes they'll get the same embargoes all, all at right. the same time the same press packs all at the same time and so it's a level playing field so that there's no insider trading or like some some uh content creators getting the drop on some games yeah and money you know so there's no bad practices going on there so they're unfortunately winning the winning the way unless there's any other things that like that let us know in the comments section but yeah i would like to know about that actually yeah i guess we're gonna need to know about that soon aren't we Mm. with our games um best action game uh bayonetta 3 that's cool Oh, and um, Shredder's Revenge was on there as well because I heard that was an absolutely cracking game. So that's good. Uh, best multiplayer, Splatoon Three. That's a surprise. Um, Overwatch Two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare um, Two was on there. Multiverses again. That's that's probably not a surprise. And Shredder's Revenge was on there. So that's interesting that Splatoon Three got that. Mm. Huh, I might have to check that out then. Um, best sports and racing, Gran Turismo Seven. That was I've surprising. Not heard a huge amount about Gran Turismo. That is 7. surprising because GTA uh, Gran Turismo Seven has got a, it's had a lot of controversy around its um, monetization schemes. Oh. What people have been complaining about. So the fact that that got re- awarded is kind of that race. Well, eyebrows. to be honest, there's nothing really else that I've heard of. Uh, well, you've got F one twenty two, and they're they're yeah so so games. FIFA, NBA, and then Oli Oli World. I would have given it to Ollie Ollie World because that is a great little game. Like you should check is that it? one out. Yeah, it's it's a huh. fantastic little skateboarding game. I, I don't understand huh. why that didn't win it. Like I when they were announcing, I was like Ollie Ollie World's gonna win that, and then G like GT Seven won it, and I was like, huh, that is weird. Like I was not expecting that. Hmm. Um, okay. Not saying like everything that I call out should win, by the way, but I mean like in terms of I was because that was kind of like an indie darling. Like a lot of people really really love that game, so yeah, it surprised me that I didn't win. Games for impact. As Dusk Falls won that. That sounds... I think I've seen that. That's kind of like a bit of a 
looks like a cell shaded film game. Yeah. Turn game the one where different way. things can happen. Yeah. yeah. Branch and narrative. Yeah. Branch and narrative. That's it. Yeah. Best art direction. I want to do a branching narrative game one day. Uh, best art direction. Elden Ring. It's so fair. That's fair enough. Yeah. It was. It was a very uh, beautiful was, game. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Best AR or VR was um, Moss Book Two. Mm. Not heard of that one. Need to check that out then. Bone Lab was on there, but that didn't get that didn't win. That's that 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 one actually surprised me. Moss is definitely more of a coherent game because it's it's like a platformer that you play, like you sort of looking around the world as you're sort of controlling the character moving around it. Huh. And you play as this little mouse, so it's got like a little a little sword and stuff. Really cute game, yeah. but yeah, I'm surprised that Bone Lab didn't win it because there's a lot of there's a lot of innovations going on in those games in particular. In terms mm. of like how they're figuring stuff out for the rest of the industry, I'm surprised they didn't they didn't get it. Hmm. Uh, best sim strategy was Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I I was actually surprised by that one just because like oh my god an, U- an Ubisoft game won an award like I, I don't know if that's against like Jeff Keighley's Creed or something. It might be. I think I think maybe he probably I don't know <laughs> like maybe he got drunk when that one went through. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, wasn't um, wasn't uh, was it this year that um, uh, Assassin's Creed was out, Valhalla? No, it was last year. That was last year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we only we only ever got nominated. We never won, but so it was surprising to see. But maybe like the Nintendo influencer sort of swayed it over a little bit. Best narrative. Here was one that got some controversy. Um, God of War Ragnarok Rock won. Need to put my teeth. Yep. Yeah, 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 the narrative is well deserved. That's an amazing, amazing. Horizon Forbidden West was on there. I disagree yeah, with I, that. I, I, <laughs> like, I really don't like the narrative in that game. I think if you if you wrote the narrative down as a novel, I think it's pretty good Without narratively. Doubt. Yeah, that's the yeah. difference. Like, if it was a movie, I think it would have worked. Yeah. As a game, Plague I don't think it worked. Requiem. We're really glad that got a nod, nod in, in best narrative because I was really like, how are they gonna? keep the narrative going from from the first plague's tale so the fact that the continuation tease me man so well done. you're teasing me so well done i want to play that oh, it's so good yeah elden ring this is the this was the controversy everyone was like oh elden ring should win it's the best narrative no it's not it's uh, terrible it's so good oh, there's so many different things and then other people like no that's stupid elden ring's not very good narrative it's, gra- gotta, it's like, very not it's really not uh, world building absolutely like in terms yeah. of like world building and like the the background sort of nuances to the mythology around Elden Ring absolutely because it's just yeah. dripping with mythology and that's great I know it's dripping with mythology but to me I've not again I've not really explored it narrative though to me, it, no it feels like are they can are they cohesive so do things affect other things because if it's no. just quantity of like hey here's a pot that's a dude hey here's a dragon that lived <laughs> hey here's a god that did this and it's just like they just all exist a few meters apart from each other and they don't know that anything else no, they, they are it is thing. very well mapped out and planned out like in terms of like world building like all of the things that are mentioned in the little stories all connect to something else that's why the fans love it oh, because they're like okay. they're trying to figure that out but okay i would the the, the distinction between that and world building and nar- world building and narrative are just completely different so best totally narrative like the main story that you do in Elden Ring, it's garbage. It's terrible. Like you're not playing the game for the story. You're not There's like, no beginning, middle, and end. Oh, what's going to happen with the tarnish next? Like nobody's doing that. Nobody cares. Like everyone right. just wants to be like, all right, let's go to this next boss that's going to kick my ass five thousand times until I eventually get over it and be like, yes, I did it. Because that's yeah. what Elden Ring is, and that's that's 
that's the blunt end of it. So the fact that it was even nominated was kind of surprising to me. But and the fact with Ragnarok is you've got you've you've painted yourself into a corner. You've you've said, yeah. hey, here's the end of the world, and then you've you've put that, and it's North mythology, so it exists outside of the game, mm. and then you've got to put this this anticipation onto a sequel. So they had a huge mountain to climb. Yeah, there was um, there was so many. <laughs> I don't, like, go going off on that a little bit like the whole Ragnarok narrative we're probably not going to watch any trailers today by the way guys apologize no we're probably not going we'll yeah, to we're probably next time, yeah. which is fine yeah. um, but we'll, we'll, we'll go through all this sort of stuff another time but the uh, the narrative of God of War Ragnarok was it cracks me up at times because like Loki within that narrative like when certain things, and I, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't finished the end of the game but if you've read anything like any Norse mythology stuff like raw Norse mythology stuff like Neil Neil Gaiman's um, Norse mythology book is, is amazing like everyone should read that because that's like raw like that's what they actually heard these were the actual stories and some of them are just absolutely bananas like find out how Odin gets his horse for example is just it will blow your mind and it won't make any sense like the the world well, serpent. the stuff with loki and the wolves that's always a bit like right, right. there's a bunch of stuff like that so like the world serpent mm. for example okay I'll, I'll give you a run i'll give you one example of one of the stories in norse mythology and loki is like within the middle of that quite a lot and if you and if you finish the first god of war like none of this is in spoiler territory right so the the whole aspect of the world serpent uh fenrir and uh hell they're actually all all three of those are Loki's kids in Norse mythology. Which, if right. that doesn't give you pause to start with, you're just like, wait, what? Like, how, how does that work out? Not only are they his kids, they were all born at the same time, which is incredible. So, Loki get, gets bored one day, goes off to the land of the giants, decides to have an affair or with one of the giants there. They get it on for a little bit. Loki gets bored, and goes home, right? And that's it. Like, that's that's the main story. Um, the the giant that he's like been getting on with uh, has three kids and the the Aesir, the gods actually find out about this and like oh like we need to go and get loki's kids from this giant because like the giants are bad we don't like the giants we're fighting the giants all the time all that sort of good stuff but isn't loki a giant anyway yes no no yeah i don't know anyway it's ambiguous okay. But so the Aesir all go to the land of the giants to get Loki's kids back. They succeed. They get the kids back. And as on the way back, they start to realize like, okay, this, the first baby is a snake and it's a small snake that they've got it. But like, as they're traveling back to, it's already bananas, right? Like you're already losing your mind. Like war is happening right now. Like on the way back, the snake keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like by the second it's just like and it gets so big that's like this is getting out of hand we can't take this back to asgard otherwise it's just gonna like take over the place all right throw it in the river that's what happens that's how the world serpent comes about so then it just yeah. grows in this river and that's why the world serpent's so big and that's the end the beginning of the world right that was like the dawn of yeah the world and then like the other one is femria which like loki's getting on with a giant and but they had femria doesn't make any sense but anyway so they've got that and they keep they keep Fenrir, which is fine. But then, like, the the third child is, is a little bit messed up. And, like, hmm, why, why, why is she so, like, um, crazy and stuff? And, like, okay, like, this this kid is so messed up. We're not even going to take her to Asgard. What we're going to do is create a whole new realm for her. And we're going to call it... We'll, we'll make that the underworld and we'll put her down there. What are we going to call it? We're going to call her Hell. Awesome. Great. That'll do. We'll put her down there. And we'll just keep Fenrir. That's how the kids come about. And that's how, like... So Loki basically causes the end of the world, which is great. Knowing that, and you're playing God of War Ragnarok, you're like, none of this really lines up. 
And like even and it's funny because that side mission when he goes and creates those, it's just really weird. It's like he's a kid, and you know you, it, the button bashing. It's just it's very so strange. messed up. And, and it just like a lot mission. of it doesn't line up with any of the mythologies yeah. either. So like when when you first see the wall. For example, like Loki is there when the wall is being built around Asgard. So you see that in Ragnarok and you're like, this doesn't actually line up like timeline wise. So I don't know. I haven't seen the end of the game. Maybe there's like a time element in this somewhere. You're already I was, smiling. I was joking about that being a side mission. Right. So there's all of this sort of stuff. <laughs> so like there's, there's all of these things which don't, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. But like do not read the story about how Odin got his horse. Like it'll, it'll break you. Like don't do it. Um, if you do do it, like tell us in the comments what you thought of it because it. When I first read it, I had to close the book and was like, "Okay, I'm done with that book for a while." I did it's not bananas. Yeah, it's insane. This uh, adaptation, uh, Ar- Arcane League, like League of Legends, and then you've got Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and then you've yeah, got the, the Cuphead Show, Sonic, which, which is actually pretty decent. Harrison loves that, and it's got him really, really good things history. about the Sonic ones. Yeah, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, Uncharted, the Cuphead Show. It go because it, all of the stuff is the '30s cartoons, mm-hmm. and it actually delves into those things as well. So it's like they're living in the '30s, and so right. Harrison is actually learning a lot about history vicariously through the <laughs> Cuphead show. Interesting. So he's asking me about like what sort of kettle is that, and why is that used like that, and asking about things like the devil and carnivals and all the different machinery and the telephones and things like that, all the old world technology that he doesn't know about. Fascinating. And so it's really, really clever. So they've done a good job, and they've kept it very of the time. Um, even the relationships are quite old-fashioned, and he has to—he understands. He knows that it's old-fashioned by watching it. So he knows that the relationships are old-fashioned as well. Yeah. So it's kind of clever. Interesting. Yeah, I really like this award, like the addition of this award, because like we're only going to get... like Obviously, the last of us is going to win it next year, no matter what happens, because it's, yeah. it's Sony and it's the last of us, it's the, the last fan of base. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the, I like the fact that they're promoting it in this way at least. So this this yeah. was a good addition um, to the to the thing, and, and seeing that like come come about was was great. Yeah, and then you got best debut indie. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, and Stray won that. Of course, yeah. I mean that's basically a, I don't, like I I kind of have a problem with Stray being titled as an indie game because it's not. It's a it's a double A game. It's. It's published it really by Sony. It's not an indie game. Um, that yeah. being the case, it's not an indie game. I, I don't know why they define it that way. It's kind of like, it kind of gets to me. Yeah, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it did hit all the boxes. So like popular, very popular. Well, oh, it's a great game. Great game. Solid, solid game. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think some of the other smaller indies are like, yeah, if we, you know, we're doing something a bit, beyond the norm it didn't do anything out of the ordinary mm. um it what it did do it did well but i think that the from what i'm seeing on twitter is that it won a lot and was nominated for a lot whereas there was room for other people to have a nod but yeah i think that's why it probably gets to me about the double a thing rather than it being like a true indie because if it was if it was defined as like a true double a game like i i wish they would have that category like what's the best like double a game like that would be great yeah, um, yeah. it should have its own yeah because like, then that would clear the way for the indie title for, exactly for so there's someone else to come through there's some 100%. genuine like indie developers out there like teams less than five people that aren't like funded all the way through but they might get published at the end for the like the final bit 
or something like yeah. that. Maybe Stray was. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. But it just it came across like Stray was very heavily involved with PlayStation in whatever way, and that doesn't feel like a true indie to me. Um, I think it's more we use indie as a buzzword these days rather than like what yeah. it actually means. And there's yeah. Maybe there should be like a category where you could where you could categorize it based on people number of size of team or like marketing budget and there's like some sort of cutoff where it's like you can't win this indie award because your marketing budget was too big or the number of people on the team were too big yeah it's a good question um, i mean i wouldn't know how to define it i wouldn't have an answer for that um because yeah. there's probably a lot of micro details in that in those facts which you could s- circumvent around AAA and stuff like that as well um yeah it's we it's a great a question cost- we still got a lot of games to get through. It's 20 past now. We've been doing this for about an hour. Should we we got 55 minutes. This? So, yeah. Okay. We're at 55, okay. so we got five minutes. So, keep, keep okay. going. Best performance. Best performance, Christopher Judge as Kratos and God of War Ragnarok. Man, his his speech, like, was the longest thing. It was hilarious. Oh, I didn't see that. I he heard, just, I heard. he was just, he plowed through, like, the warnings and stuff. You could see, like, the red light flashing in his face. And he's just like, I don't want to thank my family. <laughs> he was just going just for kept it. kept going. Yeah, yeah. He's got a war. You can't stop him, really. Right. What are you going to do? Like, if he gets the axe out, you're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good to see Aloy uh, nominated Ashley Yeah, Birch. Ashley Birch. Um, great actress. Her performance was great. Absolutely. Oh, Charlotte. Um, McBurry as uh, Amicia in Plague's Tale she got yeah. um, nominated that's amazing that's great to see um, it's like the little engine who could that game it's, it's been nominated loads oh, double A so games good. man they're the future I, I'm really yeah. I'm really I happy really with the are. way yeah I mean like between Hellblade and stuff like A Plague's Tale like we need to we need to invest in these things more yeah oh and Atreus got nominated as well that's of course cool. yeah uh, best family well he did a great job as a young actor he did a really good job mm. uh, best family Kirby and the Forgotten Land yeah that looked like really good fun I was watching a few streams of that uh, Lego Star Wars um, that that again St- Lego Star Wars you can't go wrong Nintendo Switch Sports Mario Rabbits and Spark of Hope best family so he got nominated twice Finn yeah it's, it's about the wins though we yeah. get we get nominated all the time. That's the bone that we get. But we're 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 stained at the moment, quote unquote. So we're not allowed to win stuff apparently. Best mobile game, and again, you could probably categorize this in different categories. But Marvel Snap won. Yeah, that's fair. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, I've need to check that out maybe. Best fighting game, Multiverses. That's the new one with all the different characters. I'm not a fighting game player, unfortunately. I, I'm totally I'm a fish out of water that stuff. Yeah, I've dabbled. Yeah, seems cool. Uh, best esports game, uh, Valorant. It's fine. Sure. I don't know what the criteria is. Yeah, it's, what makes I, the best esports game? Is it the like? It's know. the shareability of it. Like if they have competitions and stuff. Um, what gets the most viewers? I guess on. I have no idea. I don't know how they define it. Best esports athlete, Jacob J. Whitaker, Cloud Nine, Valorant. Cool. So they must be part of Cloud Nine as a team. Totally good for them. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel like an old man when it comes to. Whenever I, I see sports stuff, I'm like, man, I'm just like, this is this has gone past me now. It just feels, yeah, alien to me. Yeah, um, I feel old. Yeah, yeah, and not in a bad way. Like it's it's absolutely a great. Thing I'm glad that it's happening. Yeah, I'm absolutely. glad that the younger yeah. generations are, are, are taking just, in the just, direction they want to go in. It just confuses me. Best <laughs> esports team was loud, sweet, and they played Valorant. Well, maybe this should quiet down a little bit. Ah. Sorry. That would be our team name. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet and old. Anyway. Uh, best esports coach. They have coaches. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah man. Was, uh, Mathis Bizka. Do they do they stand in the corners with like hoodies on, like and towels? Right, like, towels around the neck. If they don't have towels around the neck, I'm gonna be so tap upset. out, Rocky. Tap yeah. out. You can't take it no more. Oh God, your fingers are broken. Um, so go ahead. Best esports event, uh, 2022 League of Legends World Championship. Sure, the best one. Yeah, that's the best one. Player's voice, uh, Genshin Impact. This was the controversial one, which I don't think it's controversial at all. I I think it's just it's raw numbers, man. You give the pub, you give the vote to the public. This is the thing; like they should never give like the full vote to gamers because this is what happens. It's it's a popular was nominated, and is that? Again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. Is that because it's a Sonic game? Loads of people love Sonic. Like, oh, I'm going to vote for the Sonic game because I love Sonic. I don't know. I don't know how it's the... Just got lots of Because I think what happens is they... I think the journalists, which... Ugh, like, the committee of journalists, like, come together and, and, and give the nominations. And then the players vote on the nominations, which is just, like, that's the perfect storm of just, like, a shit show, in my that's opinion. Worst of both worlds. Right. It's, it really? just, it's just awful. Like, just make a committee of developers, please. God, just... Please, Keely, yeah. just please make a committee. Do of the right thing, Keely. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Uh, and they do it because the people do for BAFTA. Uh, game of the year, Plague's Tale Requiem. Oh, I can't believe that I got on the list. I didn't even know that. Uh, Elden Ring won, obviously. God of War Ragnarok was nod- nodded. Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yeah, oh. it's too bad none of them won because obviously, I mean... Bill Clinton couldn't be there, but he was at least, you know, he got his recognition. He finally got... Bill Clinton, <laughs> funnily enough, he's, like, involved in all of those games. So that's just bizarre. Is that, is that bizarre or is that a fix? I don't know. That he's the one that's behind all those games. Right. It's it's a conspiracy, mm. man. I'm telling you. It's just... It's, I think it is conspiracy. It's the cabal that's, like, finally, you know... <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to go into this joke too much because I don't want to be put into that algorithm, you know what I mean? It's like we Good start point. showing up. We start showing up on all the right wingers, like you know, feeds oh, and stuff. No. <laughs> and you hate a specific journalist. Well, don't hate, but you have criticisms against a specific journalist. That would that would fit into there. It would, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. We are maybe maybe we are activists. maybe we are right winger activists, and we just haven't realised it. No, I don't know. I don't know. Listen to read the media and question. That's all we can say. Uh, facts, man. Like facts facts just stick with the facts listen to listen to um you know professionals and um yeah which does not include us so um good luck on your search for a good podcast that has professionals because we can't even read roman numerals nor can we talk so that's the i mean strictly speaking you are a professional then aren't you you're i'm not a professional podcaster well no but you're in a you're in a you're a professional developer that's fair but besides the point it doesn't mean I always know what I'm talking about I can admit to that okay and on that bombshell <laughs> should we watch the trailers next week we absolutely should because we've got no time right now um, and I've got to go back to packing so that's the, that's my life unfortunately I will well at least it'll make editing a lot easier it will it will like all I have to do is give you the frame and that's it perfect well if you like the state of the editing of this video and want to give it a thumbs up and a comment on how well um, it looks professional. Mm. Please do so. Um, we also do a solo dev roundtable every so often with the developer it's Sam. It's been Webster. a while. Yeah, we need to go back on that. We are on that well overdue for an update on that, which we're we'll doing 
soon i Sometime. hope it soon, will probably honestly we'll probably start that again in the new year and really like have a proper go at it um and just stick to schedule because i know sam in particular um if you are like excited about this but sam has been like working a lot on his game and i think he's got a lot to show so he's got a lot to show um yeah. actually really looking forward to seeing what he's gotten up to um but yeah same yeah yeah and in the meantime hopefully we'll in the new year we'll be able to share some fun exciting news for you um uh so yes until next time please subscribe and so you know when we're we're gonna be back on absolutely chris where can people find you sir good point uh so if you search for um for, uh, acrylic pixel which is kind of my handle uh you'll find my video game that i'm working on focus find uh it's like a mental health 2d puzzle platformer lots of balls um Lots of balls. Um, you can wish list on Steam. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I've got a YouTube channel and a Patreon page if you wanted to support the making of the game. I do that. Where about? What about you? And you? Yeah, Vin is subscribed, so it's it's it can't be bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and where can we find your stuff, Vin? Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, on the internet, I guess. Like, if you just Google Hillfort Games, uh, you will find everything that I'm up to. Um, so I've got a Twitter account. Um, one day I do want to sell a Patreon, but I'm not quite there yet. If you want to wishlist my game, Long Gone, which is on Steam, you can check it out there. I'm also on TikTok, which is at Hillfort Games. Um, the, apparently the Gen Zs like me over there. Um, that's a thing. And they do. Yeah, anywhere else, basically. Um, you can also find some of my concept art on ArtStation. If you search uh, Vin Hill Art, then you can find some of the stuff that I've done for Ubisoft on there. But if not, then that's cool. Like, you can catch us on here every week from the from now on, we hope. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start ramping up, especially into New Year. Like, obviously, we got the, the holidays coming up, but we're going to be a lot more consistent next year, I hope, because things are a bit more settled down now, or they will be. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. Please like and subscribe. Share with a friend if you haven't already. We really, really appreciate it. It helps the algorithm, all that sort of good stuff. Until next time, ta-ta. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.